Hello, it's Varun again, and welcome back to the Girls Chase podcast, a subject that comes up frequently on the boards and seems to be a sticking point with many men's desires is how to date women outside of their own culture, particularly for some minorities and darker-skinned guys. Dating certain kinds of women seems like an impossible challenge, and many give up on the idea before even trying, settling into strong victim mentalities and limiting beliefs based on their views of the world around them. However, we see time and time again that by building up your fundamentals, mindsets, and sticking to the process, you can build yourself as an attractive man to all types of women, all races and cultures. In this episode, I chat with William Gupta, a relatively new writer on Girls Chase, but one who happens to have extensive experience with interracial dating. William Gupta, welcome to the Girls Chase podcast. Hey, what's up, man? How's it going, dude? I'm doing fine, man. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing awesome, man. Loving life. Excited about this podcast. Of course. So tell me about your background. You're, uh, from what I understand, half Indian and half black, correct? Yes, I'm half Indian, half black. I was born in London. I spent a lot of my childhood in Hong Kong, then moved to Texas, and now I'm living in Chicago. Well, that's quite a ride. And I'm sure in that time, you've also traveled all over the world when you can. Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of great opportunities to travel, uh, backpack through Europe. I've lived out in Southeast Asia after college. I'm actually going to Brazil and Argentina this summer with my best friend. So I'm really excited to hit that up. Interesting. Why Brazil of all places? Actually, so my dad just was like, hey, um, before you finish law school, I want you to see South America, you know, as a young man. And so he's like, pick a friend to go with and I'll pay for it. And so, yeah, we're going to Brazil and we're going to Argentina and then Peru. But Peru's only for Machu Picchu. Oh my God. Well, that's still a sweet deal. I mean, you get to experience all those cultures and I mean, everyone likes to go to Machu Picchu. I didn't go there myself, but I've been to Peru and it's a beautiful place. And of course, lovely, lovely ladies out in South America. That's what I hear. I love Hispanic women and um, going to be a great time. I'm really excited. I'm going to try to brush up on some Spanish and some Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, definitely would need that in Brazil, of all places. Well, tell me, like, our podcast is focused on interracial dating, or for some, it's just called dating outside your race or another culture. And being a guy off two different ethnicities, basically, and also has lived in so many different places. I mean, Hong Kong, London, and Texas, I mean, totally different. What has been your experience and like in your upbringing in terms of dating outside your race? So I've almost not dated at all in my race. I've dated very few Indian girls and only a few black girls. And so dating's kind of just been this nebulous of experience. My dad has always pushed me to go out and meet women. And I've always just liked talking to different girls. In Texas, it was a little bit difficult. I felt at times I was handicapped a little bit for my race. But overall, it's just been a fun ride um, learning different girls, learning culture, getting past some of those cultural barriers, really just getting to know people and knowing what makes certain girls tick. Interesting. And personally, have you associated with one culture in your family more than the other? I think I more actively associate myself with being black because, and this is going to sound really dumb, but whenever I moved to the States, I saw that kind of Indian guys were feminized in the media. And it wasn't that I had that exact thought, but it was like, oh, I see black guys getting girls, so I'm going to be black. <laughs> you Interesting. Know? So yeah, and also I think it's because it's my dad's culture. But there's a lot of Indian parts of my culture too. It's just specifically for girls, I think that's where I pull more from. Interesting. And you do oscillate, but it seems as far as dating and seduction goes, you cater more to uh, the black side. Yeah, 
Okay, awesome. And having lived in a place like Hong Kong and even Southeast Asia, what are your thoughts on uh, dating outside of your race in places where it's common versus where it's not common? I mean, even Texas fits the bill here. Yeah, so what I noticed is you don't encounter the same kind of friction, right? Like when I was in Kuala Lumpur and you talk to Chinese girls where it's not necessarily that common for Chinese girls to date outside of their race, it, you encounter a lot more um, friction in the conversation is how I'd put it, right? Same with Texas and other places, but like in London, it's just not an issue. You're just talking to them as a person and they're not trying to see where you're coming from. They're not wondering how they look in respect to you. It's just kind of like you're just having a conversation with someone who wants to be there, who's genuinely trying to figure out more about you rather than, oh, what is this person trying to get out of me? Interesting. So in a less multicultural place, you're viewed with more suspicion. Yes. Versus in a multicultural city, say London, maybe even Hong Kong, people are colorblind more so, and they view you as what you have to offer them as a human being and as a person rather than just like what your physical appearance looks like. Exactly. Exactly. Interesting. Well, for a lot of guys that are learning seduction or are, want to be committed to getting better with women, race sometimes is a sticking point. I've noticed in the field report section of Girls Chase, for example, a lot of guys do complain about their race as being a reason why they can't get certain kinds of girls. What do you think about you know these things like victim mentalities and race being a sticking point for some guys? I think all of us are going to face a sticking point. And for guys who are not um, white, your first sticking point is going to be the most evident thing. And it's going to be, oh, I'm not this race. And that's why I'm not successful with this girl. But it's never really just one thing, right? And I think a lot of guys tend to overvalue how much it handicaps them. Yes, there is a handicap, but it's nowhere near as great as what people think. And it's actually a lot of contextual things that surround it rather than just your race itself that's keeping you from having success with women. And it sounds like a lot of these guys want to oversimplify what the core issues are in an interaction with a woman or why it might not have worked out, right? Rather than analyzing the nitty gritty of what they said or what she did or how, you know, you oscillate with each other and how you interact with each other, it bases down to, oh, she didn't like me because I'm black or because I'm brown or because I'm Asian or whatever you might be. That's exactly. And I used to do that a lot, right? I used to come to girls with just horrible game and... If a girl rejected me, she's a racist. It wasn't that like, you know, I came at her weak. I was asking too many questions. My body language was off. My hair wasn't good. You know, uh, my fashion was whack. It was that she was racist. That's why she was rejecting me. And it was all society's responsibility to change, not mine. Yeah, so then you abused this and created your own victim mentality because she just didn't like you because you're a dark-skinned guy. Exactly. And I think it's easy. It's just like short guys, right? Yeah, you know, like, girls don't want short guys. You know, it's just like, no, it's all the other things that you do. It's like one of the things that girls look for. And it might be something that you have to overcome. But if you stick it through and you have good game, usually that's not going to be a problem. Yeah. And everyone likes to look at the grass being much greener on the other side. So even like, oh, hey, that tall guy is getting laid, but I'm not getting laid because I'm short. So it must mean girls don't like short guys. When all that's totally bullshit, right? Exactly. Interesting. It's kind of funny. When I was stuck in that really negative frame, I almost never saw interracial couples. But like now that I'm in a completely different frame of reality and it's part of my reality, I see them all the time. And so I think a lot of times we have this confirmation bias, right? Where it's like, oh, I only see white guys having success with this certain kind of girl. But it's really your brain is just looking for that to make up for the fact that you aren't having success. 
and to have a reason for you not having success. Interesting. And guys of this type validate their own victimhood yep. just by specifically looking for the examples that support that theory that they can be the victim in this situation. Exactly. Well, what about your own experience? I mean, you know, in your journey in learning dating and how to be with women and how to get women, especially different races, like how did that go about? My journey began basically out of frustration. I got out of a relationship with a girl that I really cared about, and she was half white, half Japanese. And I just could never pick it up. I could never grasp what exactly I was doing wrong. I'd have girls that were interested in me, but I was really also into drugs at that time as well. And it just wasn't an attractive situation for girls. Finally, I hit a point of frustration, like just like something needs to change. And I started approaching girls at the library at my school. And I'd get a lot of numbers and not a lot of text back, but it showed me that there was something there. And just over time, I read books, I discovered Girls Chase, and I started realizing, oh, this is where I'm doing things wrong, or this is where I'm handling things inefficiently, or this is where I'm leaving great girls on the table that really want to have something more with me. I'm just not giving them what they need at that time. And it just was that trial and error and just talking about it with friends. Okay, so rather than oversimplifying it to just your race, you're actually started to look at the nuances of the social situations and the settings with the girls that you liked and approached and got numbers from. Exactly. Okay. Did the media have any, or the influence of where you lived, have anything to do with this, you know, one way or the other? Say maybe your experience in London versus living in Texas. Yeah, typically with the media, it really sucked because being half Indian, and for a lot of my life, I looked more Indian than black until I started shaving my head. I'd never see examples of Indian guys having success with girls in movies, right? They're always feminized, they're this, they're that. I guess what really impacted me about the media was just that there was not that many examples of what I wanted to see, right? And so there was a part of me that didn't know whether or not it was even possible. And even though I had a couple interracial relationships in high school, when I went to college, it was a really like white campus. And um, I didn't know whether or not girls found my like black guys or Indian guys attractive. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, did you happen to join any frats or Greek systems, any big social circles where this impacted you one way or the other? I got asked to be in a couple of frats, but I said no. I wanted to be independent and I was really into drugs. And so I had a kind of a big loose social circle, but still it was the same thing. I'd see the girls I'd want to date. They were all either dating white guys or they'd be dating their own race. And it was kind of really just ethnocentrism. And it's kind of real common in the South where groups bind together on just their race. So I just didn't know whether interracial dating was even a thing. And then I went out to Seattle with one of my friends and it completely opened my world. I was like, oh, wow, there's girls that will totally hook up with you that aren't your race and you're not negatively being handicapped. So I understood that there was a thing there, but um, I didn't know how to make it a reality where I lived. Interesting. Yeah, they do say, uh, yeah, in the South it's a little bit more homogenous, but uh, at the same time... In big cities especially, you see a lot of diversity, and yeah. especially in the U.S. with our, I'd say overall, it's definitely liberalizing and becoming less of an issue to go, go that route. Now, on online dating, you've said that it's kind of the opposite way, right? Yeah, so online dating is difficult because, as a minority, because people tend to go, or for interracial dating, because people tend to go with what they intellectually think they will like right? It's not based on what I call three-dimensional attraction, which is real attraction. It goes off of basically your heuristics of, oh, I imagine who I want to be with to look like this. And unless it's an extreme example of you being incredibly good looking or having a very good profile, it's just going to be harder for you to garner results. 
But when you're in real life, the girl experiences who you are. They experience your fundamentals. And it's a lot easier to communicate or bypass a lot of these prejudices that girls may have. So interesting. This is like in online dating, she has this image of you based on your pictures. You know, it's always all about your pictures and yeah. what she thinks you might be like. And that's all she sees. But if you're actually approaching in real life, regardless of the situation, whether it's night game or day game or your social circle or wherever you might be, she actually gets to experience your humanity and your being. And then your skin color becomes much less of an issue. Exactly. Exactly. She's not trying to make you match her previous boyfriend. She's experiencing who you are. And it's probably more comfortable with you being different. That's good. That's good. And I do notice personally, I've, I've seen both on the Girls Chase boards as well as in, in my own groups and people that I see, a lot of guys do the exact opposite that girls do in real life, where they imagine that there's only a certain kind of girl that will do it for them. And they end up placing these women on pedestals. For example, a lot of brown guys fantasize about being with white girls, maybe even black guys too. I'm not sure. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, it happens a lot. I have friends who do it. And it's kind of sad because they'll even accept like a fat girl when they're an attractive guy, right? And they'll like be like, oh, you know, but she's white. You know, I'm like, man, why would you do that? But also, even if they date a really attractive girl from another race where they're putting them on a pedestal, it's kind of like they don't have those real intimate moments because they're so afraid of losing her. Like, you'll notice that they'll be a lot more robotic with their flirting. It misses that chemistry element because they're worried about messing up. This is like all kinds of bad for the guys that do this, right? Because yeah. not only are you elevating the value of the girls you're approaching, like for example, you might be an attractive guy, but you're settling for an unattractive or overweight woman just because of her skin tone. Yep. And not only that, you're fucking up. You're not smooth. You care about the outcome. You care about getting her and you care about proving to yourself and your ego that you can actually do this. And it's not fluid. It's not. It's not. Yeah. And it's really sad because you tend to treat her as an object in the sense of she conveys status for you, right? right? You're not looking at her as an individual. And girls can feel that. They might not feel that right away, but they can feel it over a long period of time or they can sense that something's different than they had whenever they had a, a genuine, authentic relationship where the guy actually was enjoying them because they were just attracted to her, not attracted to the status that she brings. Yeah, interesting. I see that happen all the time. But that's not what most guys do, right? Like no. most guys use excuses when they're interacting with girls of other races way too quickly, you've yeah. said. Yeah, like I'll take it from my own personal experience. Uh, a couple years ago, if I got rejected by a girl or if a girl just like was a little bit rude to me off the open, I would walk away, right? And I'd be like, oh, she's racist. That's why I, I didn't have success with her. When in actuality, like now I just stick around and I hang out for a bit and I let her get used to me. And usually it just doesn't take but 20, 30 seconds sometimes. And you make up for that handicap, right? Let's say a girl like kind of like shoes you away at the beginning. You're just like, girl, don't shoot me away like that. Like, you know, like, and you just stay around just for a little bit longer. You can change it, you know, but that convenient excuse of, oh, hey, it's my race. Let me not try is what holds most guys back. And this is obviously a victim mentality that they have. Yep that they set upon themselves. How else does this show up? And what are the real negative ramifications of this thing, this victim mentality? It's low self-esteem, but deeper than that, it's actually hatred for who you are. <laughs> you know, you tend to wish you were somebody else. Like, you might not consciously think of it like that, but you're basically saying, if I was somebody else, all my problems wouldn't be there. So if I was a white guy and I was dating an Asian girl or a white girl, then I would be in heaven. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it would be so much easier. And it's just kind of just a really pathetic stance. 
right? Because you're not taking it upon yourself to change. Number one, you're looking at yourself as almost a perfect entity, right? As if that's the only thing that's wrong, right? You're not looking at it like, oh, my fashion might be wrong. My hair might be bad. I might not have a commanding voice off the open. Oh, I don't dance. You're not looking at any of that. You're just looking at your race. It just lowers your self-esteem. You select yourself out of a lot of girls you could get. And whenever you do get a girl, you're kind of paranoid about losing her because you just don't think you're worthy to an extent. Oh, she'll just leave me for a white guy. So that victim mentality even stays on even after you have the girl. It seems to me that these are also self-fulfilling prophecies. Obviously, girls pick up on these things way more than we men do. And they pick it up at a very subconsciously the way we men feel about ourselves. So if you don't feel good about who you are, then obviously it's going to show up to her and she's not going to be attracted to you. Exactly. Like girls are attracted to behavior, right? And that's part of the reason why it's so difficult. It, once you take responsibility, you can begin to make those changes and basically get over the, those, to an extent, artificial barriers. Yeah. And I like that you mentioned behavior, because I really do want to focus on that. Maybe going into more specifics about different kinds of races and people and what you've noticed about them. Okay. I've coached a couple of Indian guys, and a lot of Indian guys don't have a, an attractive lifestyle. And I don't mean it to be racist. It's just, it's just true. Like, they'll hang out with their friends, but it's not like they're lifting or going out and and doing exciting things, right? The Indian guys that are having trouble dating interracially are generally into like programming or not going out on weekends, not taking good care of fashion. And they go into the provider frame, right? If I make enough money, the girl I will like will like me. It's a very weak frame to come from and kind of has, I guess, some cultural roots, you know, I guess with the whole arranged marriage thing and dowry and stuff like that, only being a couple generations away. But in the Western world, that's really not how it goes. You know, um, you don't want to be a provider. You can have that relationship that you want with a girl without doing all of those things. But you need to work on yourself. You know, you need to make yourself an attractive candidate. This is a bigger issue. But when guys tend to talk about their race being an issue and the race not being attractive, it's actually the making excuse for them themselves not being attractive. Right. It's a whole race of people isn't unattractive. You as an individual can be unattractive by not working on yourself and making yourself an all-around guy that a girl would want to be with, a girl would want to spend time with. Mm-hmm. And you would say also, specifically for brown guys, that they maybe focus more on advanced game before really working on your fundamentals and how you present yourself and your lifestyle and your attraction. Exactly. Like I had this dude who had never kissed a girl, but he was worried about like, how can I have sex with a girl? You know, and it's just so divorced from his reality. You know, you need to concentrate on being physical, you know, kind of being dominant, which in Indian culture, being dominant is kind of not looked well upon. You know, you're supposed to say sorry, you're supposed to be very polite. But some of those things work against attraction. This is, of course, talking about the provider frame yeah. as well as not being sexual or aggressive enough. No use of sexual tension, maybe. Exactly, exactly. Cool. And how does that play into victim mentality when things don't work out? It's just another excuse not to work on yourself, right? It's like, oh, I'm Indian. You know, look at the OKCupid statistics. We have the lowest response rate. Of course, she didn't go for me. It's not even, or of course, she wouldn't go for me. Of course, I'm not going to talk to her because she would reject me. And you never end up getting the ball rolling on those hundreds of rejections that you need to have happen in order to be good with women, right? Because you already select yourself out of it. So there's a lot of guys who are caught up in this like hypothetical game or theoretical game when they're not even just approaching, just approach, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just like put yourself out there. Exactly. Start the process of learning and working on yourself at all costs. And don't think about it too cerebrally. Just put yourself in the moment 
and then think about it, right? Don't try to think about it while you're in the moment because I think that yeah. also messes a lot of guys up. Yeah, yeah. And now moving on, you know, to other races like black guys, you know, he said you associate more with black culture. So I'm sure you have a lot of experience with your friends yeah. running games certain ways that don't work out for them. Yes. A lot of black guys will have what I call unimaginative game. Like they'll be like, oh, girl, you're so sexy. You're so fine. And it's like, <laughs> it's borderline catcalling or just straight up is catcalling. And that doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? I tend to look at catcalling like spam emails, right? Mm -hmm. You don't like getting spam emails. It clutters your box and it just doesn't feel good. You're, and you're not as a man putting yourself out there right? You're throwing a Hail Mary. You're just actually just expressing yourself out loud. You're not putting yourself on the line and girls can sense that and they're not going to respond to it. So you're just basically not even trying is what you're saying. Yeah, you're not even trying. And so for a lot of black guys, I'd say walk up to the girl and just really try to talk with her, number one. So it's actually, it's kind of funny because black guys have almost a complete opposite problem of what Indian guys have and that a lot of black guys are too physical too quickly, right? It's uncalibrated physicality. So they're too aggressive yeah. physically. Yeah, and they over-compliment the girl's body. They don't necessarily compliment, like, for me, like, one of my openers on the subway or on the street is like, hey, nice shoes, or something like that, where you compliment something that the girl picked out. But when you compliment a girl's body, girls usually don't respond that well to that. Mm -hmm. And so I would say be more imaginative with your approach. Just put a little bit more effort in the conversation and try to relate to that girl's different culture a little bit more. You know, if, if you see that this girl... It looks like she works on Wall Street. Talk about something you saw in the newspaper, something that she can relate with, something that makes yourself more of a person. Don't just harp back on like, how's your day going, sweetheart? Because that's like 1950s game. Yeah, and of course, we're talking about deep diving. So yeah. our intention is really to connect with the girl that we're trying to be with. Exactly. On an emotional and a physical level, not just one or the other. Exactly. Yeah. And then, of course, you come out as a lover and maybe you might be more open minded in that sense. We actually experience you in, in person. Exactly. And like what I would suggest for like not being over aggressive in physicality is just like small touches to the outer parts of the body. Right. To begin conversation, just like a little touch during the day goes a long way because all you're trying to do is list yourself as kind of like this sexual guy, a guy who's physically touching her, who's not in a box, who is not afraid of communicating in that way. Right, right. You don't have to like full on grab her or touch her butt or anything like that. Of course, maybe that's what some guys end up doing too way too early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you noticed anything you want to share with other minorities? Yeah, um, this goes to Asian guys. Like I've noticed the Asian guys who do well, who date out of their race, don't just hang out with other Asian guys. And this is also true with Indian guys. Uh, you know, hang out with people outside of your race. And I think that's basically for anybody, even white guys who want to date interracially. I think it's really important to hang out with other people. Another thing I've noticed, I think with Asian guys, Asian guys and Indian guys have a lot of the same problems. I think it's just kind of this cultural um, touch the it's girl. The, the non-aggression. The non-aggression, non yeah. the non-physicality. Too much provider, not enough lover. Exactly. Not enough polarity. Yeah. And get in the gym. You know, work out if you're not already working out. I think this is for more guys who were born abroad, like born in India or China. Think about seeing a speaking coach if people have problems understanding you, right? Yeah. It's going to sound like really weird, but like just work on that because sometimes girls genuinely want to know you, but they can't understand what you're saying, you know? Yeah. And if you have a complex name, a name that's hard to pronounce, and this is typically at night, come up with a quick nickname for girls to be able to understand. So if your name's like seven or eight syllables, you know, and it's loud in the nightclub, it's weird how little things like that can lead to a conversation just dropping out. Exactly. So just have a little nickname that you have ready. And then, you know, later on, you can share with her your real name, like when you're outside or something like that. 
Interesting you mentioned that. I mean, personally, something that I like to do is kind of avoid the nitty gritty of culture and, you know, like the details of my name, for example, until maybe a little bit later in the process when we're like alone or we're isolated somewhere, or maybe even after I've already pulled her and like escalated with her. So it's kind of like putting the whole game in perspective. You want to get the girl first and then worry about the culture a little bit later, it seems. Exactly. Yeah. Now, talking back to uh, culture, you'd mentioned just a little bit ago that most of the guys that you see that date outside their race happen to be in social circles and in situations where they're constantly hanging out with other cultures and other races and really getting to know them. How does this help you in terms of seduction, in terms of getting with these women that you you might not know much about? Number one, it helps with the jokes, right? It helps with the subtle things that you'll be able to catch on with, with conversation. You'll know little things to tell her that will make her feel more comfortable. So if I go up to a sorority girl and I'm like, oh, are you tried out? Even if I'm not a frat guy, she already knows that I'm associated with that. She already knows that I know people who are like her and it makes her feel comfortable. You make her feel at ease by knowing about her culture. And you can only do that by really just hanging out with people of that race. Yeah. Right. Or, or that subculture. Right. If you like girls who are really into EDM, get some EDM friends, you know, yeah. and that way you can have more of a shared experience. And there's something that you can build towards rather than it just being completely new for both of you guys. Well, not only do you um, build the shared commonality and experience and interest, but you also tend to meet those kinds of girls that are into the same things in those venues or in those situations, extended social circles or whatever, whatever it might be. Exactly. And you make this a critical point that you have to, at the end of the day, if you're dating outside of your race, you have to relate to her culture, even if it's just for one night. Yeah, at least attempt to. Yeah. You know, like, it's crazy how far um, just like, Speaking a little bit of Spanish will get you, right? Or whenever I'm talking to Chinese girls and I say, speak a little bit of Mandarin, just knowing one or two lines or saying he or Sansu, they're like, oh my God, really? That's so crazy. Because you took the time to learn that. Or Brazilian girls saying, oi, you know, those little things matter to girls because it makes you look less like an outsider. It boosts your attraction and your compatibility with her. Exactly. Maybe not looking at you much for your color, but more like, hey, there's something a little bit different about this guy. Maybe I should look deeper. Exactly. Cool. And how about physical stuff like fashion, your appearance, your fundamentals? How does that play into relating to her culture and you know who she is, what she wants mainly? Yeah. So what I would say is there are just little things you can do. So for example, later on this week, I'm going to a rave. I'm not into the whole wearing candy bracelets and stuff like that, but I'm going to do that because it just it's a quick, easy way for her to know like, oh, hey, this guy goes to other raves. You know, he's cool. So if you can find like if there are band T-shirts you can wear, like wear the T-shirt, <laughs> you know, little things like that can go a long way because they can just relate right off the back. And it's kind of harder to fake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can just do accent your fashion in little ways is what I would suggest, whether it is wearing a certain type of bracelet, band T-shirts of the girls you like to date, even wearing a country's flag. Right. Like, let's say you like Swedish girls and you go to like a Swedish hangout. If you're wearing a T-shirt with a Swedish flag, all of a sudden you've distinguished yourself from most of the guys in there. Right. You know, and she can see that you care. Interesting. And then she has something to talk to you about and really maybe even approach you in a commonality that you can associate with. Exactly. Very, very cool. Now, you told me that you shaved your head earlier this year. And it's like, we were talking about, you know, physical appearance and your look and your fashion. And this is another thing like hairstyles and your edge. 
Yeah. What did you notice shifted when you went from being having a full head of hair to shaving it completely off? It honestly, it just helped. Kind of gave more of a mystery factor for me. Because with hair, I look Indian, but without hair, people assume I'm black. But I look more mixed in that respect. And honestly, I guess I gave off a little bit more of a, a badass vibe. And it complemented my physique better than me having hair. And so for me, I just love being bald, right? I can't imagine having hair anymore. So I think if you can throw some more edge in your look, definitely do so. And this is one thing I'd like to go touch back to the Indian guys. And sorry to, to take back the conversation. Know that specifically Caucasian girls, they don't care about fairness of skin as much as Indian girls do and things like that. So things that like might be attractive in your race might not be attractive for the race you want to attract, right? Or it might be a non-issue. Wow. Right, right. So we're assuming that these things will be an issue when they're really not. And that's plays into the victim mentality. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember one guy writing a long report about like, why do black guys have success with white girls when I'm an Indian guy and I'm lighter than black guys? And it's like, if a girl's dating a black guy or dating outside of a race and she's white, she probably doesn't care about skin tone. Yeah. You know, and that's something to factor in. So sorry to take the conversation back up there. No, no, this is a great jumping off point to really talk about the female perspective within dating outside of your race and interracial dating, you know. From a point of view from a woman and being approached by a guy outside her race, what is she going through and what's she thinking about in terms of her reputation and her attraction to you? Well, depending on where she is, there can be a lot of things. And this is especially with black guys. Girls are worried about being labeled a slut, right? And that's a big issue, but it's even more so whenever they're talking to minorities. So they're kind of worried about like protecting their image. You know, like, oh, do I want to be known as that girl who hooks up with black guys or things like that? And that, even though that doesn't run through most girls' head, it is something that some girls do think about, like, who's seeing me talk to him right now? Things like that. Yeah, her reputation is always at stake in this. Exactly, exactly. And honestly, um, it can be negatively targeted. Like, in Texas, I heard that, like, if a girl, like, dates a black dude and if they're in certain social circles, other guys won't date them. Mm -hmm. You know, and those are things that they have to think about. So you have to think about, like, the girl's reality at that moment. And um, sometimes being discreet or making it look innocent and reading into the context. But this is kind of more an advanced stuff and nuanced things. But you want to just know that, like, hey, you know, a girl's always thinking about her reputation. And even more so when you're of a different race in a city where multicultural dating isn't really a thing. This, of course, goes right back to relating to her culture and really the situation at hand with where she's from and where both of you are in that moment. Exactly. Okay. But then, of course, we do hear about, you know, women are still attractive to attractive guys. And sometimes even the taboo or the notion of taboo, for example, like that white girl dating a black guy in that town in Texas is kind of hot and she really wants it deep inside. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, she does. And um, that definitely comes into effect. And some girls are really down for discreet things. And this is one thing that black guys and to a lesser extent Latin guys have going for them is kind of this edge factor of like this taboo, like, oh my God, he's of a different race. And I will also like to talk about the attraction in a different respect. Like sometimes you'll hear a girl describing her dream guy, right? Like, Girls will say like, oh, you know, he has brown hair and blue eyes and all this stuff. But like, you also have to realize that attraction for a girl is so tied to your behavior, mm -hmm. right? Like that is literally a lot of times that's her backwards rationalizing a lot of the guys that she has found attractive. But most of those guys actually had really attractive behaviors. 
Interesting. And um, they happen to have those other things. So I wouldn't get too caught up in what girls describe as Mr. Perfect. I remember having a moment where I got my six pack and I had this really sad moment where I was like, oh my God, Bob, I'm still never going to be society's ideal. And I was talking to my dad about it and he's like, girls don't care like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they do, but they don't. They think they do. But what they're really attracted to is who you are as an individual and how you bring that out. This goes right back to fundamentals and your confidence and outcome independence with women. Exactly. And knowing, I think the most important thing as a minority and sometimes the hardest thing to do when society isn't telling you that, hey, you are attractive, right, is knowing that you are attractive. Yeah. So not using society's judgment of you, it's just internally knowing that, hey, I'm a hot guy and I don't care what society really thinks of me or how I'm perceived out there. Exactly. Like I made this connection earlier that we had with stand-up comedy. A really great comedian is someone who doesn't need laughter to know he's funny, right? Yeah. Who can hold out and really win over a crowd. And that's what you have to be. You have to just know you're attractive. No matter what anybody says to you, it's just like knowing deeply that you are attractive and that you're exuding those characteristics will make you attractive to her despite who she's dated in the past. Yeah. Personally, I've had experiences where I might be the first kind of guy of a certain race, like maybe a brown guy, or whatever, that she's dated. And it blows her mind because it's not at all what she'd imagined it would be like. Exactly. Because some of these girls have no contact. They have no idea what you'll be like, you know. You can definitely play with that. Yeah. Cool. Now we'll talk about commitment to getting better because, like we said before, a lot of guys aren't committed to getting better. But, of course, at Girls Chase, we're all about improving who we are as men and, you know, really being the best self you can possibly be and getting the hottest girls. So how, in this situation where you want to date outside of your race, how do you get better and how do you really stay committed and focused? Well, the thing is, is to always approach the girls that you want to talk to, right? And I would say this is to fail spectacularly sometimes, especially at night, because that's how you grow the fastest, right? Like really putting yourself in situations where you're like, oh my God, I feel like this is super awkward. Should I touch her right now? Do it, <laughs> you know? And if it doesn't go well, after the night's over, reflect, but really commit to putting yourself in those high stakes situations, right? Yeah. There are going to be moments where you're just going to look really, really stupid or look really, really pushy, right? Whenever, you know, you're trying to talk to a girl and you're trying to get her home and just be like, yeah, you know, like, hey, let's go to this place and really trying to put your personality out there on the line and get rejected like a man, not just fade down in the background. What I noticed takes a lot of guys a long time to learn is to really stand up for themselves in night game, uh -huh. you know, because they're not used to doing it. They're not used to being like, hey, I'm of importance. Let's do this. What I have to say is important. They let the girls kind of lead the night. No, just really put your will on it. Whatever you have to do, like commit to whatever your plan is, right? So own your frame. Own your frame. And it is going to be harder to, the hotter the chick, the harder it is to do. But then, of course, if you own your frame and she submits, then she's way, way, way more attracted to you than she was before. Exactly. And it's better to go too far and lose her and dial back than to be meek for years. Yeah. You know, because dialing it back is a whole lot easier than trying to speculate how to push it forth perfectly. Yeah. You know, and you're going to be really surprised with those results and really committed to being physical and putting yourself out there in your those uncomfortable moments. And that means for a lot of Indian guys and a lot of Asian guys, this means learning how to dance, mm -hmm. you know, like grabbing a girl and bring her to the dance floor. There's no quicker way to escalate an interaction with a girl than to 
do dancing. And I would also say when you're committed to being better is to set out challenges for yourself, right? Like, let me try to kiss clothes within 30 seconds tonight, you know, no matter what. And even if it doesn't happen, you're going to have a bunch of funny stories, you know, of doing that. I would also say get a friend in it who is in it to win it, right? Uh Uh-huh. So a good wingman. A good wingman, whether it's through the boards, whether it's one of your friends who's sick and tired, but someone who's just going to sit there and who doesn't get negative, who can just be like, have a fun time and can laugh about rejection with you. Interesting. Yeah. And to be honest with you, too. This is perhaps someone you can also really break down the situations with and discuss the nitty gritty of why she wasn't attracted to you in that moment or what you did to cause her to react a certain way. Exactly. Because they can see things you can't see. And honestly, when I've winged with white guys, it actually showed me that it's not as easy as I thought it was for them before. You know, How so tell me about it. So like I've had times where I've winged with my white friends and it's just they got rejected the exact same way I did, <laughs> you know, where I would have been like, oh, she's racist. <laughs> and so, you know, like even winging with someone of a different race just to see, like, I guess to disprove some of those thoughts you may have where it's like, oh, it's so easy for other guys. Yeah, this goes back to the idea of the convenient excuse, which usually just oversimplifies everything and it's not tied to the reality of the situation. It's just a reason to stay where you are and not get better. Exactly. And I would say being committed means taking responsibility for everything. Yeah, it seems to me a lot of people like we talk about doing certain things with them or, you know, like suggesting your behavior or being committed to getting better. And people, most men just want to stay exactly the same and have the same kinds of behaviors, but then get different results somehow, some way, God knows how, right? Yeah, time and time again, I see that, you know, guys are like, yeah, you know, I just want to have this different life, but it'd be exactly the same person. And to not sound too like new age thinking, it's not about what you get, it's who you become. You know, like I've enjoyed so much more who have become on this process of getting good with girls. And you're going to notice a deep satisfaction with who you are, the better you get. Yeah, perhaps even not even taking yourself as seriously later on in the process than you were before. Exactly. I remember when I first moved out to Kuala Lumpur um, after I graduated, I got rejected 30 times in the night. Wow. It was bad. I was at a really high class party that my cousin got me into and it just wasn't happening. It was for New Year's and I called my mom crying. I literally did. I called my mom crying. Wow. Yeah. And I was sobbing about why can't girls find me attractive and this and that. And now like, dude, if I get blown out 30 times a night, I am laughing my butt off. I'll probably, I will open girls telling them that. I'll be like, yo, I just got blown out 30 times because it's just like, you can just have fun with it. Are you going to be number 33? Yeah, right are, are you going to be number 33? <laughs> I, I remember this girl I pulled. She had literally saw me. I was trying to hit on these girls who like got into a taxi. And I was like, I know you just saw that. And she's like, I did. And we ended up making out in the middle of the street 20 seconds later. Right. Wow. And she was hotter than the three girls that got in the taxi. It's just not being phased by these rejections. And my friend has a, such a great analogy for it. He's like, getting rejected is like boxing, right? When you first start boxing, every punch is going to hurt. But after a while, you're going to build up stamina, you're going to build up a fortitude, but there's still going to be punches that hurt. There's still going to be rejections that make you doubt whether or not you're a person, (laughs) you know, and it's okay. Find a way to laugh about it and move on. Look at what you could have done differently in the situation. Because most of the time, I'll tell you, whenever I get completely blown out, my voice is whack or my body language was off or I over escalated. You know, never have I came to a girl with perfect game and gotten blown out. Yeah, yeah, because then you'll win. Yeah, right? It's literally that easy. Yeah. So on this topic, I mean, first of all, you recommend guys not take things personally, especially rejections, or maybe she's just not attracted to you for whatever reason. Yeah. 
You just have to keep at the game and distance yourself from your ego so that you can improve. Exactly. And with this obviously comes taking responsibility for the times you fail. It's not just some convenient excuse like, oh, she doesn't like my skin color. It's usually something that we did that caused a certain reaction and we get to assess and see what that really is. Yeah. So we can improve. And sometimes it's just who you are. Right. And it has nothing to do with your race. Who you are is just lame sometimes. Yeah. And we have our moments, you know, you can be hot one night and then totally uncool the next. Or even within an hour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember there was one time I was in Austin and I got like a, a, a triple make out and I was like, oh, man, I'm super cool. And then within like, I think like five, 10 minutes later, I, I got blown out really hardcore. And I was all like, oh, shit. Like, whoa, yeah, that happened quick. I felt really cool for a couple seconds and then. Just went back down and then, but that's kind of the nature of game sometimes, especially when you go out at night. Day game is actually a lot easier to get good at because you can just focus on having good conversational skills and talking to a girl and learning how to text and touch her and then getting her out on the date. But night game, you're going to have a spectrum of emotions that you're going to feel and just embrace it. Cool. Stick around, in other words. Yeah. Just stick it out. Just stand there long enough. Stand through the awkward moments. And even if it's awkward, push through. If you don't know what to do, move it forward in some way. And um, you'll eventually learn whenever you break down your nights or you reference other girls chase articles or you talk about it with friends. Oh, that was awkward. I'm not going to do that that next time. This is what I'm going to do. And then you're going to just slowly get better. In your opinion, then most guys leave the interaction or way too early, especially when it gets awkward and weird. Yes, they get that weird feeling in their stomach. I used to do this all the time where it's like, oh, you know, the conversation kind of died. Let me get out of here. You know, (laughs) stick it out. As weird as it might be, just hang out there longer, a little bit longer until she tells you to leave. Just hang out there until she tells you to leave. Just make that your rule. You'll be surprised about how often that conversation or the vibe gets picked back up, you know, because like conversations with people, with even your best friends, they have ebb and flows. And you just got to understand that that's how your night is going to go. That's how it's going to go with a girl. It's not going to look like how it looks on TV. Never that easy. (laughs) It's never that easy. And like, you know, I used to think it was that easy. Like we'd make out and then all of a sudden I'd be at her place, right? Like complete TV mode. Even when you get her back to your place, there are going to be awkward moments trying to get her clothes off, pulling your dick out, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but you want to do that. Embrace awkward moments, you know? Yeah. And um, eventually you're going to have fewer of them because you can just, a lot of times girls are putting you in those awkward moments to see how you react, to see whether you squirm under not getting their validation it's all a shit test it is on some level and sometimes just wait it out yeah pass the test and then you'll get her in your bed exactly exactly i do notice that sometimes socially like we always overhype a lot of events like for example getting late on halloween is like supposed to be this huge thing and yet a lot of people don't do it and we feel bad about it i mean what do you feel about those kinds of situations i think a lot of people compare themselves to people they shouldn't compare themselves to right like a lot of people number one have a distorted perception about how much success other guys are having with women exactly exactly and this also goes back to race right like a lot of minorities think like oh all these white guys or whatever the hell they are are having all this sex but i'm not and so i must suck yeah when it's totally not the case that's exactly it you know just um number one compare yourself to yourself number two like when you start having sex a lot you realize like dude it's not that big of a deal You know, like even if you go home alone, like how many times have you gone home and jerked off? You know, like tons. What makes this any different? Like don't shame yourself for not succeeding. More so shame yourself for not trying (laughs) or something like that. Compare yourself to who you are. Like, oh, did I make any progress here? Oh, why am I doing worse? Ask why rather than just hitting yourself over the head on like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Ask why did I do that? And we want to have 
forward progress independently of other factors. Exactly. Like with ourselves. Exactly. And know also this, like everybody has sticking points. So like, let's say you start going out with a friend and your friend all of a sudden like has sex with like, let's say 12 or 13 girls in three months, right? And you you only had sex with two girls, right? But like, I'm telling you, there are things that you're learning on your journey in this that eventually will help you get past the sticking point that he will have. You work up different skills at different times and you're learning now will help you later on in your journey. The thing that he's gliding right by may impede him from having a next level of success or might have him get stuck on something else. So just know that everybody has different sticking points and not to really get in that trap of comparing yourself and realize like, yeah, if I'm having a sticking point and the longer it's taking you to get through it, it's the deeper it is, the deeper the sticking point you need to get over. Yeah. Well, very, very cool, William. I really enjoyed this podcast with you and thank you again for talking about your experience in interracial dating. Dude, thanks for having me, man. I had loads of fun. Uh, Hopefully that made a lot of sense to you guys. And um, thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. It's been great. Of course. And listeners definitely read William's articles. He's a newcomer to Girls Chase and writing, but very, very useful and definitely gives awesome perspectives on especially on race and dating outside it but all about game thanks man appreciate it man thank you so much have a good night thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of the girls chase podcast in about a month's time until then i'm varun raja signing out 